Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton. Welcome to the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. Northern Saskatchewan has pristine wilderness and a bounty of natural ingredients. Early in 2020, we were approached by a company known as Boreal Heartland, and they supplied foraged ingredients like birch, yarrow, and sweet gale for one of our new beers. Randy Johns is sitting down with me today to talk about his company, Boreal Heartland, and how they inspired our brewers to make Flora Borealis. It's a Gruet-style beer based on an ancient recipe that is hundreds of years old. So let's get into it. Randy, welcome to the show. Hi, Matthew. I'm really, uh, really a pleasure to be here with you today. How's it going? Well, going pretty good. We're uh, we're just getting into the uh, the really busy time of our harvest season right now. It's it's June 28th, and uh, uh, our green plants are the main part of our harvest. So we're just looking at the fireweed, and we're looking at the goldenrod, and we're looking at the yarrow, and we're looking at the things, and that, those things are just about ready. So like next week we'll be harvesting that. So this week we're still on birch leaves, and we're on Labrador tea. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're just getting into our, our heavy time. If anybody's got an agriculture background, it's kind of like haying time, right? On the farm. This is, this is what we do. So, uh, so yeah, really exciting time, but I'm happy to be here with you for a little while to talk about what we do. Well, let's start with who you are and what you do with the company. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the uh, manager of, of Boreal Heartland and, uh, Boreal Heartland is, uh, is, um, run by a, um, a community development organization, uh, Kuwaitan Community Development Association. And uh, they started Boreal Heartland to, uh, to see if we could do some, uh, develop a company in the uh, non-timber forest product sector uh, with the intention of uh, giving Northern people, um, primarily indigenous people, uh, a chance to uh, have some income earning uh, uh, activities uh, based on the natural products that we have all around us in the Boreal Forest. Why is that uh, distinct or special from, say, timber? Uh, you mentioned timber. Yeah, non-timber. So I, it's it's kind of a, an industrial name. So when you're thinking about the forest, um, most industry thinks about the forest in terms of how many two by fours can you can you get, right? Or or how much paper can you make? So the distinction for for us is that we're working with plants that aren't in the lumber industry. So, so we're, we're, uh, if we work with a spruce tree, for example, we'll be picking spruce buds off the tree or, or, uh, or taking uh, uh, the, the resin from the sap from the tree, uh, chipping it off. We won't be cutting the tree down and making two by fours out of it. So, so that's uh, uh, the difference between non-timber forest products, like the name, right, and, and what we do. And there's a whole lot of other plants uh, um, in the boreal forest you know, maybe a thousand different green plants that all do their thing in the forest. And so uh, we're interested in, in those, those other plants uh, rather than say the, the two by fours, like I say. You mentioned uh, picking spruce buds and that leads me to my next question, which is about foraging. I, I kind of, my question is, it's not just walking around picking stuff up. There, there's got to be some skill or knowledge involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a whole method to it. Uh, well, first first thing is identification. So you have to know what what you're harvesting. Um, 
there's, uh, there's, like I say, there's a lot of different plants in the boreal forest and, and, and uh, you need to know one from the other so that when we sell to Rebellion Yarrow, for example, you and your consumers know that it's Yarrow. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, we, we need to know identification. We also need to know sustainable harvesting. So we don't go into an area with the intention of wiping out a plant or anything like that. We want the plants there next year and for, for future generations. So we keep track of where we harvest and we keep track of how much we harvest and we wanna see the plant growing again there next year. So that's, uh, that's part of it. Um, also to make harvest worthwhile, you wanna to go to a place where the plant is growing fairly profusely so that your hours that you spend harvesting are, 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 are worth it, right? Because we, uh, we pay our people uh, by the hour, but, if they, but we also have a value per pound and so if they make more per pound than by the hour, we'll pay them by the pound. And then there's also a lot of community people that bring in plants as well, and we pay them by the pound. So, so that's uh, a little bit about the foraging um, kind of practice that we do. Uh, more, everything is picked by hand at, at, this, at this stage of the game. And, uh, and so people are going, venturing into the boreal forest. A lot of them are going back to their trap lines, you know, that the uh, indigenous people that their traditional trap lines and they're, they're harvesting there. So it's a really good connection to keep, to, to keep that connection between the people and the land in Northern Saskatchewan. So, so this helps people make that, keep that connection for them and their children, their grandchildren, et cetera. I've seen discussion and comments online about traditional knowledge required to undertake these activities. How does that work with what Boreal Heartland's doing? Well, a lot of the people that we work with have a, have a knowledge of the land already, you know, be, because they've gone out with their parents or their grandparents. So, I mean, there's all kinds of aspects like safety. So, so, you know, you can't just go wandering off into the bush and expect that you're going to have a great experience. <laughs> you know, um, you might get lost. Uh, you might see a bear and, and, and you, you might, uh, you might get eaten up by bugs and, uh, you know, you, you need to, you need to have water. So there's a certain safety aspect. That's the, that's the first thing. Um, and then, you know, we, we help train people and a lot of people bring that knowledge with them. Um, there's also, like I said, the knowledge of the plants, but the knowledge of the land, you just, you can get into trouble fairly quickly. Uh, and again, that's back to safety, but, uh, but you, you just need to know how to, how to handle yourself and how, how to be, uh, uh, how to, how to be kind of in tune with, uh, with the, uh, with the, with the land that you're, that you're working in. So that, that's, and a lot of that comes, the, the tr traditional knowledge, there's that knowledge, but there's also the knowledge of the plants. There's the knowledge of how to be sustainable, the relationship, you know, between people and, and the forest. That, that's, uh, that's handed down by tradition in the Indigenous community. Can you kind of expand a bit upon when you speak to sustainability and conservation? Can, how does that uh, work with your company? Well, our, our primary, it's a fairly simple rule of thumb that we use uh, for harvesting. And we call it, and it, it's in general in the, in, the, in the foraging community, I guess, if, if it were, um, it's called the rule of thirds. So, so uh, th the way that works is if you're going to harvest, one third is for you, one third is for the plant, and one third is for the animals. So, so don't harvest any more than a third of a, of a patch of plant 
or a third of the leaves on a plant, say. So, so it's, it's kind of that, that rule of thirds. So you want to, and that's just a general rule of thumb to make sure that you leave things behind for, for the plant itself to repropagate itself. And also for the other species, the other beings that, that use this plant. So, you know, if you're harvesting flowers, you got to think about the bees. So if, and if you're harvesting leaves, you got to think about everything that might want to eat those leaves or might want to use those leaves. So it isn't all about us, right? It's about everything that, that is in the forest. We're just part of it. I like, I like that idea uh, that it's not just, we're going to pick clean and strip everything and, and, you know, profit now and who cares later. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's more of a it's more of a relationship with with the land and and with the plants on the land, and and that's uh, that's the only way I can really describe it, I guess. But uh, but you know we're, we're just part of the whole of of the uh, of everything that's out there. When 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 you you go into the bush, that's I guess you, you get to feel that you know you're just a small part of everything. And I mean you are part, so you have you can do you can do things, but you can't overstep what what what's given to you how much territory do you guys cover well we primarily we harvest around the larange uh the tri community lac larange indian band air range and larange area so so uh we harvest around here um you know some of that's got to do with the practicality of how far do you go and so on but we work with some other communities we're doing some some work with uh sucker river is a community just north of larange and also Hall Lake is uh, about 50 miles away. Um, the, the, there's other other places that we go for for special things like uh, when fireweed season is on, we're going to go uh, a little bit south, close to Weaquin, because there's there's good patches of fireweed there. And then when we're picking juniper berries, uh, we're going to go over to Deschambeau Lake, which is east of us here. And um, there's some really great patches of juniper bushes over there, so we're we're going to go over there to, to harvest juniper. I think if if and when Boreal Heartland expands, like when our demand becomes that we have to bring in more product, we'll be going more to other communities because, again, you don't want to just focus in one place because you, you can start to over-harvest in an area. So so we want to work with more northern communities and, and get, get more uh, northern communities involved. We've talked about sustainability and conservation, but... Uh, when it comes to the beneficial economic impact, uh, what kind of numbers are we looking at? How many people does this affect? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty interesting. You know, it's it's not at this point it's not huge, but it is a contribution. We're likely going to spend this year on harvest about a hundred thousand dollars on on bringing in our our product, and that's that's you know what we pay out to the harvesters. Like I said, either through wages or by the pound. Um, if we we're still just waiting to find out about our market if we're going to get into a big mushroom harvest because there's uh, chanterelle mushrooms really close here. And uh, if we do that, that harvest, I mean, will probably be $50,000 or something like that in the mushroom harvest. Uh, that's a, that's a fast moving <laughs> kind of fresh mushrooms. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a pretty interesting business. I know when uh, local chefs here, they get those chanterelles, they're advertising all over social media. They're like, we got chanterelles for a week. Come and get them, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Regina Farmers Market, we we move we move a lot of Saskatchewan chanterelles into Regina Farmers Market. Uh, so and and um, you know so there's a big demand for them, and they're, they're real nice, especially mushroom. So so uh, 
So we do, you know, uh, but anyway, the economic impact, that's $150,000. We're likely going to have, um, you know, between, well, somewhere around 100 uh, people bringing us plants all together. If we, like I say, if we're into, if we do the mushroom harvest, that number will be up around 200, maybe 300 people that we'll be doing purchasing from. Um, and then we, we also have a core crew, like, because we need, we like to have stuff coming in the door, but you're never really guaranteed. So you have to have a core crew that you send out every day and you support them with transportation and all that kind of stuff. So we've got a core crew. Uh, right now we've got five guys out. Uh, next week we'll likely have 10 guys out. And then in processing, we have one to one to three people in processing. So when we bring it in, we have to dry the, mostly we dry the plants and then we, we uh, put them through a grinding process and we, we store them in airtight containers and they're, then they're ready to sell to Rebellion Brewing. So, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of how, how it all goes there. I know that when you guys reached out to us, the, the first initial email came to me and I just said, Oh, in, ingredients, that's, that's all in Vanessa. And so I, I forwarded on to them and I kind of forgot about it. I, it, it didn't impact me. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then a few months later, Vanessa and Zal were really excited and they're like, we've been in contact with this company called Boreal Heartland. They've got these really interesting ingredients and we're, we're super inspired. And Vanessa says, you know, I've got this ancient book this old book of recipes and she's she says i could make us a gruit that no one's tasted for hundreds of years with these special boreal heartland ingredients and we're all kind of sitting there we're like well will it taste good (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like if no one wants to buy it i mean that's at the end of the day you want people to buy the beer (laughs) yeah and she's she did a test batch and people dug it and now yeah. it's here in, in form, big form. And you guys, you got to name it, which I thought was really cool. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just great. Like uh, it's been so, so nice dealing, working with rebellion um, in that, you know, you had interest in our products cause you never know. You send out email, uh, then some of them land in the land in the recycling bin and, and so on. But, but rebellion, you know, really took an interest and, um, I guess when, you know, it goes back to when we were doing research on our plants, we, we, we came up and sweet gale is one of the first ones that we came up with because um, actually uh, from our, my research, it showed that sweet gale was used uh, in Europe uh, before hops became popular. So sweet gale was, was used as one of the main, uh, main ingredients or flavoring ingredients. So, you know, based on that, then we reached out to, to, to breweries. But, you know, it's been so great working with you guys and you send a, a little bit off. And again, you know, we sent some, okay, Rebellion took some, then we kind of forgot about it too. But, <laughs> but then you guys, oh, hey, we're making a beer. It's like, wow, great. And so uh, here, here we go, you know, the, the uh, Flora Borealis. And this is empty because I've tried it, right? And, and it was great. I mean, what a great beer. And, and uh, you know, with the, the design, I've had lots of comments on the, on the design of the, you know, by a local Northern artist as well. And then we're acknowledged on the can. So, I mean, we couldn't be happier with this. This is on our, on our shelf, on our trophy shelf, you know, this, this beer can. So, so that's a, that's a really great thing. Something that we're really proud of is getting to feature uh, a First Nations owned business and a First Nations Métis artist, uh, Rianne Seti. She's, she was great. Um, We reached out to the community and we, we talked to the art gallery and they said, you know what? We have an artist for you. Go talk to Mm -hmm. Rianne. And, she was such a treat to deal with and uh, 
working with you guys has just been a, a really awesome experience too. Vanessa and Zal were just all smiles. <laughs> well, that's really good to hear. I mean, it's great feedback. We're, we're not a, we haven't been around that long and we're still finding our way, you know, in the marketplace, but, but this is really great to hear that, uh, that, you know, it's a positive experience working with us and, and that you like our ingredients. Well, you know, we've heard from, from other people that use our ingredients that, um, you know, they like what we have because of the freshness. They like it because it's, or if they're in Saskatchewan, because it's Saskatchewan sourced or Canadian sourced, right? Um, so I, I guess in, in the dried herb world, you know, you can get dried herbs that maybe have been on the shelf or in a pail or something for five years or something like that. But ours never get, you know, again, we don't harvest more than what we predict we can sell, right? Because of the sustainability thing. So, so I, you know, this is my job in the winter. I try to predict, okay, what's rebellion going to buy? What's, you know, what's everybody going to buy? How much are we going to need for our teas and so on? So I, that's, that's how we, and we have targets, right? For our plants. We know how much sweet gale we want to harvest. We know how much Labrador tea, and, and we try and hit those targets and that's uh, so we don't over harvest, uh, but also so we have product when, when, uh, when customers uh, want, to, want to buy our stuff. I know that you guys aren't just doing raw ingredients for manufacture by big companies. You also do a line of teas. Where can people find your products? Yeah, we're, we're expanding our line, but uh, right now um, in, uh, in Regina, uh, our tea line, it's uh, Boreal Heartland. You'll see it, it's, we've got some uh, really great packaging, uh, northern scenes like a sunset or, or northern lights and stuff. So we've got four, four, uh, four skews of tea. Uh, one's a fireweed and mint blend. It's called Restoration. That's our most popular. So we, what we do with the fireweed is we ferment it for a little bit. We, we, we grind it and then it, it oxidizes or ferments. I guess to you guys, not really fermenting, but, but it, 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 the sugars start working, right? And so it turns, it turns darker and we leave that for a day and then we dry it and we, we blend it with wild mint and that's our restoration blend. That's the, the most popular relaxation. We make another one that, that's made out of plants and it really does work. It helps if you wind down, if you had a busy day, the tea works. We have an energization blend that has plants that'll help uh, boost your energy level. There's one wild sarsaparilla. Um, the, the woodland Cree, the, they call it rabbit root. And our, we, we work with a few people that are traditional um, plant users. And uh, the one lady, Eleanor, she says, uh, well, we call it rabbit root. And I said, well, why do you call it rabbit root? She says, well, you know what rabbits like to do, eh? <laughs> and, and so anyway, the sarsaparilla is, is uh, supposed to have maybe some properties in that direction. So that's energization. And then it's Labrador tea is the fourth one that we make. So those are our, our tea skews. We also have dried chanterelles that we sell. So in, in, um, uh, in Regina, local and fresh carries our products. Um, there are a no number of other stores. Local and fresh was one of the first ones. Uh, Regina farmer's market. You can find in Regina farmer's market from time to time. We also have a, have a co-branding arrangement with federated co-ops. So, um, uh, and we have two tea, the restoration and energization in, in the federated co-ops and they're co-branded under the co-op gold pure brand. So, so, uh, you can buy, uh, buy our teas in any co-op store in Western Canada. That's awesome. I think the, the last thing I wanted to mention to you was, uh, because you guys are part of this partnership 
Rebellion is going to be donating some of the proceeds from the sale of this beer to mental health and uh, anti-suicide initiatives in the North. And uh, we just felt that we really wanted to put our money where our mouth is. You know, it's, it's not enough to say, uh, put a black square on social media or, or put out a feel good post. You really have to make meaningful action. So I wanted to thank you guys for helping us, uh, be a part of that and, and br- bring this all together. It just feels good. Yeah, no, but, and, and huge thanks to rebellion for, for, you know, for, for the, uh, and, and like it's not just a gesture it's a real thing right so and you know that's that's a huge a, a huge um it means a lot to us and and, and so the um you know there's there's unfortunately uh um some issues with with youth suicide in northern saskatchewan and and also men, mental health in general i mean we had a young guy from the north that walked all the way to regina you know, to bring awareness to the uh, uh, Tristan DeRocher, to, to bring awareness to the youth suicide issue. And, um, and you know, to see, you know, you guys didn't have to do this, you know, you, and, and, you know, to see a private company step up and say, you know, this is what we're going to do. That means a lot, you know. He, he actually is the one who inspired us. Um, seeing what he did with the, the fasting and the, the walk and, and it, just speaking very softly and about an issue that's really important. We said that, you know, we, we can do something. There's a capacity here. And I actually reached out to him and I said, who, who can we work with? Who can Mm -hmm. we, who can we help? And he recommended a group to us. And so we reached out to them and we said, we want to collaborate with you. And, and, you know, they were like, well, we don't know. We've never worked with a brewery before. We're, and they they yeah. they vetted us and they they called around and they said are these guys legit are they are they shady operators you know <laughs> so yeah. we're 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 glad it's working out and like i said again glad to have you guys on board with it too yeah no i mean it, it's 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 we're still at the stage where every sale is huge for us <laughs> you know so so uh, you know it's it's really good and and to have a, a you know a quality uh, partner like uh, like Rebellion to uh, that we're working with is uh, uh, means a lot to us, and so you know much appreciated. Um, and the the beer tastes great. You know, by the way, did I say that? I think I said that, but uh, but I'll say it again. You know, the beer tastes great, and and we're really happy that that we um, you know we we had some ingredients that that you know made made the grade kind of thing. And and uh, I know you're looking at some other stuff, and we're really really hoping that 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 comes along. We're also looking at other other products as well. Uh, so we're, we're, uh, we're going to be, uh, producing some essential oils, um, at, uh, this fall. So we've got a number of target plants, essential oils from, from boreal plants. So, uh, um, there's an essential oil you can make from yarrow and it turns out it's a, it's a sky blue, this essential oil, and it's got a really great aroma and so on. So, so we're going to be making essential oils. We have a line of spices that we're looking at bringing out from, from Northern plants. And um, also ready to drink teas. So, so we're, uh, we're, we're looking at uh, making ready to drink teas, which move, move a little better or move a little more volume than, than uh, loose leaf tea. So anyway, those are some things we've got in the hopper. That's really exciting. Uh, Randy, I just, uh, thanks for your time today, man. Yeah, for sure. My pleasure. You know, uh, like I say, it's, 
uh, you know, we got harvest going on and so on. But when you wanted to do this, I'm like, oh, man, okay, half an hour, I guess. <laughs> you know, so, but it's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Matthew. Cheers. Okay, we'll see ya. Rebels, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. I'm going to include links in the show notes so you can find more about Boreal Heartland online. I'm also proud to let you know that we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, a one-stop shop for tons of locally produced shows from across our province. You can find them at saskpodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped so you don't miss out on the latest in Sask Craft Beer news. Thank you for joining the Rebellion. Thank you.